Welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. I'm Greg Jarrett, filling in for Sean over the next three hours. I'm a Fox News legal analyst and a lawyer. You can follow me on Twitter, at Greg Jarrett. You can also read my legal columns and other articles on my website, uh, thegregjarrett.com. Listen to my podcast, The Brief. And I'm also happy to report that I have a new book coming out in just a few days. It's called The Trial of the Century, the famous Scopes Monkey Trial. It was a pivotal moment in American history when it actually became a crime to teach evolution in public schools. And a young teacher was arrested and charged. And the great Clarence Darrow, his brilliant, devastating cross-examination of fundamentalist icon William Jennings Bryant was the climax of the trial described by the New York Times as, quote, the most amazing court scene in Anglo-Saxon history. Well, the stunning outcome dramatically shifted public opinion in America, and it spelled the beginning of the end for the kind of government abuse and intrusion that our Constitution forbids. And the, and the wonders and benefits of science were untethered. Free speech rights were rescued, and generations of Americans became Clarence Darrow's beneficiaries. But it also foreshadowed today's fraught culture wars. Our civil liberties, again, are in jeopardy. So is history repeating itself? You can actually find out in my new book, The Trial of the Century, available in bookstores nationwide beginning Tuesday. You can order it right now. It's available uh, for pre-sale online, usual websites, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or simply go to my website, thegregjarrett.com slash book, and you can buy a signed copy of the book, courtesy of Premier Collectibles. You'll find that at the top of my site. And I'll be talking more about it on Tuesday with Sean when he returns. And that's the day the book comes out. I'll be back here on the Sean Hannity Show as his guest. But for now, I'm pleased to be here filling in for Sean. He's enjoying some well-deserved time off, and perhaps you are doing the same thing. Maybe you're heading out for a long holiday weekend as part of Memorial Day. Certainly a very important day of remembrance of the brave souls who died in service to this great country of ours, those immortal patriots fought for our freedom and to preserve our cherished rights. But, you know, those rights seem to be under increasing attack in America, often by corrupt actors in government who were supposed to trust, but you know what? Maybe we shouldn't. This was no more apparent than when the long-awaited Durham report came out just recently. Have you read it? If you haven't, I assure you it shines a bright light on one of the most notorious episodes in modern American history. The FBI willingly weaponized its authority to take down a duly elected president. And if you read it, it's meticulous in detail. It's corroborated by documents, thousands of them, and testimony from people who, under subpoena, were forced to tell the truth. The special counsel reveals how the FBI 
never had any plausible or credible evidence or verified intelligence when it wrongfully launched a damaging investigation of Donald Trump. And indeed, the FBI knew from the outset that it was all a pernicious lie, the collusion hoax, invented by Hillary Clinton and her cronies. It was surely the dirtiest trick ever perpetrated in American politics. And in fact, it triggered the greatest mass delusion in political history. I penned two best-selling books about it, The Russia Hoax and Witch Hunt, and everything I wrote in those books, and recounted here, by the way, with Sean on this program, was confirmed and validated by the Durham Report, a classic case of abuse of power by unscrupulous public officials, James Comey, Andrew McKay, Peter Strzok, Kevin Kleinsmith, the whole gang at the FBI. And yes, I get it. They were fired from their jobs, but it should have been more than that. And the sad coda to the Durham report is that none of those people will ever be held accountable in a court of law. That is the singular failure of the special counsel. But you know what? It's no wonder. Corruption in Washington is endemic. It's ingrained. We see it in the current Department of Justice, where the Attorney General Merrick Garland is running, quite clearly, a protection racket for the Biden family criminal enterprises. Think about this. Tens of millions of dollars in foreign cash flowing like a river into Biden family coffers. Recently, the House Oversight Committee uncovered a single set of transactions that netted the Bidens $10 million from a single country that was then funneled into more than 20 shell companies and LLCs created for the Biden's financial benefit. No legitimate purpose for any of these shell companies. And much of the cash was then shuffled around various accounts before it finally lands in the hands of not one, not five, but nine members of the president's family. I mean, the incriminating evidence comes from thousands of banking records, wire transfers, electronic transactions. It's contained in more than 170 suspicious activity reports flagged by banks and then sent to the criminal division at the Treasury Department. What is that? Well, it smacks of money laundering, not to mention bribery, conspiracy, and violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. So how is it possible that no charges have been brought? Well, the answer is simple and definitive. Merrick Garland, the AG, is running interference. A host of whistleblowers have come forward recently to testify that political rot has infected the FBI at the top levels, but it also extends to Garland's DOJ. The whistleblowers describe rampant political favoritism, partisan decision-making to cover up Biden wrongdoing and criminality. Is there any doubt to it? I mean, just look at what happened to the whistleblowers themselves. They suffered retaliation and punishment, as one of them said under oath in a recent 
congressional hearing, if you're honest and you complain about corruption, quote, the FBI will crush you. It doesn't matter. There are laws forbidding retribution. The law has been tossed in the garbage by the Biden administration. And all the while, Joe continues to mangle the economy, make a mess of the border, Americans suffering as a result. They know who's to blame. Take a look at his approval rating. It's in the dumpster on the economy and border security and skyrocketing crime. Joe has done nothing but make it worse. And his poll numbers have dropped like the Hindenburg fast and burning. But Joe doesn't care mainly because he doesn't know. I mean, this is a guy whose brain is so addled, he couldn't tell you what he had for breakfast. If you ask him what color of tie he's wearing, he has to look down to check. During a recent trip to Japan, Joe Biden told Marines stationed there, quote, my son was a major in the U.S. Army. We lost him in Iraq. Well, no, but that's not the first time that Biden said it. Last October, you'll recall, he made... The same head-scratching remark. The truth is his son, Bo, died of brain cancer in 2015 at Walter Reed Hospital in Maryland. He didn't die in Iraq. But look, is it any wonder that Biden's debt ceiling talks are faltering? I mean, it's hard to negotiate with a guy who's not all there. It's like trying to haggle with a zombie. Nothing makes sense because, well, Joe has no sense. He thinks everything at the border is fine and dandy. No problems at the border. No worries. Meanwhile, some six and a half million illegals have crossed the border and vanished into the U.S. By the time Joe leaves office, you can double that number to about 13 or 14 million illegals, maybe more. There's no reliable way of tracking them or even knowing who they are. Murderers, rapists, thieves. Violent criminals, drug traffickers, we have done endless stories about innocent civilians, U.S. citizens terrorized by people who've come across the border. Recently, a Maryland mother whose autistic daughter was raped and killed by an MS-13 gang member, and she directly blamed on Fox News Joe Biden and his border policy saying, quote, If the president had secured the border, my daughter would be alive today. Well, lots to talk about. Coming up, I'll be discussing all of this with David Schoen, civil liberties attorney, the great Peter Schweitzer and Eric Eggers. Also, John McLaughlin will join me to talk about the latest entrance in the presidential sweepstakes for the Republican nomination and Don Yeager will join me, who co-authored my new book, The Trial of the Century. I hope you'll read it. It's available now for pre-sale online. It comes out in bookstores nationwide on Tuesdays. So stick around. Lots to talk about. I'm Greg Jarrett, filling in for Sean on The Sean Hannity Show. We'll be right back. 